Hello, Hofstra fans, and welcome to the Director's Cut with Hofstra Vice President and Director of Athletics, Rick Cole Jr. Stay tuned uh, later in the podcast for a special interview with head men's basketball coach, Joe Mihalik. But first, welcome to the podcast as usual, Rick. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Steve. We've got a busy weekend coming up, so uh, excited to speak to Joe, Coach Mihalik later today, but uh, even probably more excited about all the great, great stuff we have going on on campus this weekend. Yeah, you just mentioned it, winter homecoming weekend here at Hofstra, and just a slew of events from basketball to softball to lacrosse. I don't know where to start, so let's start on days. Friday uh, starts off with women's basketball, uh, and then if you could just touch on what, what Friday's about uh, from both basketball and we have a lacrosse event. Sure, so uh, the women's basketball tips off against Drexel at 5 o'clock at the MAC. Um, we have a great event. Um, we'll be honoring our 80s um, men's lacrosse players at our at our annual men's lax face-off dinner on campus. It's really, what really one of the more special events we do on this campus? Yeah, Coach uh, Coach Tierney does a great job. It's a um, it's a sold out um, night. You know, we can't fit anybody else in, which is always exciting. So we'll go from the basketball game over to the face-off dinner, and we expect to uh, you know kick off the men's lacrosse t- uh, season with a, a celebration of our past as we're getting ready for our future. And that's Friday. The Saturday then just ante's up. We have a triple header of sporting events starting in the a.m., which is a little different. Uh, a little men's lacrosse game against Wagner at 11 a.m. Women's lacrosse, 2 p.m. against number 16 USC. And men's basketball at 4 p.m. against Northeastern. Just your thoughts on the, what really is an exciting day. A lot of excitement surrounding that men's basketball game with the carnival and some other homecoming type events going on. Well, let's start off with, you know, men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse. You know, um, weather in the, in the Northeast is always a question mark. Um, but, you know, these guys, the men and women have been in their preseason. They're ready to go. And, um, you know, we're expecting great things from both programs. Um, and certainly we're excited to get over uh, to Shewart Stadium to, to kick off the men's and women's lacrosse season. We will have alumni activities surrounding both of those events which is exciting. Um, then we come on over um, again at 11 with the women's lacrosse, two, um, two with men, I'm sorry, let me, let me get this straight, 11 with men's lacrosse, two o'clock with the women, and then everybody will come over to uh, the MAC for the men's basketball game versus Northeastern. Uh, we have a ton of alumni back for uh, homecoming um, festivities in the gym. Um, they'll be here all weekend, but we're excited for an exciting men's basketball game versus Northeastern. And then Sunday continues, just uh, really one of the, maybe the busiest weekend of Hofstra sports all season. Uh, a lot of women's basketball events going on that day, and then the softball first pitch uh, brunch. Yeah, I mean, women's basketball, I think the number's uh, close to 60 uh, alum coming back to date. At least that's the RSVP. Um, I'm sure there'll be some extras, or maybe, you know, hopefully everybody does make it, but we're excited for that women's basketball alumni game at 11. Um, there'll be uh, lots of other promotional activities celebrating National Girls Women's and Sports Day with um, the Girl Scout Clinic um, before the women's game as well. Softball first, pi- first pitch brunch that's, you know, kicking off. We have a, um, a bunch of women's softball alum coming back for that, and it's similar to that of the men's lax dinner on Friday night. It's a kickoff alumni gathering and celebration as we uh, get ready for the spring season, so we're excited uh, for a great day there. And then women's basketball tips off at 2 o'clock, and, you know, we're, we're just excited to celebrate our past, you know, where, you know, Danielle... Um, um, Atkinson has been just 
tremendous in, in reaching out and connecting to the alum. And, um, you know, we have some greats coming back again, 60-plus athletes. That's a really good number for any time of alumni activity on a campus. And, um, you know, we're excited for a really special day of reconnecting with um, the women that, that laid the foundation of this program. And don't forget, the halftime of both basketball games, you want to see some uh, a dog show Come here for the dog show. They, they, they'll be flying all over the place. I remember from last year. It was pretty incredible. The crowd was really into it. You know, I really give our marketing crew a lot of credit. You know, we're in the most competitive um, marketplace in the world in New York City. And, um, you know, they're creative and they're fun. And that will be a fun activity. Um, but it just adds to the environment, the carnival-type atmosphere, bringing people back to campus, um, introducing our current athletes to former athletes to, you know, to talk about the bridge of the, our, our past to our present um, you know, and, and the responsibility we also show our current athletes that, you know, our hopes are is that, you know, you know, Hofstra is a, a, a place from, for yesterday, a place for today, and a place for forever um, once you're a part of this program. So, Rick, we're going to keep an eye on you on Saturday and Sunday because I have a feeling you're going to look like Superman going into telephone booths changing from going outside at lacrosse with a winter coat to coming inside with a suit. So we'll keep an eye on your whereabouts. Where, where in the world is Rick Cole Jr. on Saturday and Sunday, huh? Well, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you know what? Um, that's what makes our business so special, right? And, and these are the great weekends. You know, we've got lots of great weekends. We've got lots of great times. But we have, you know, every team we pretty much can get going during this, we, we've gotten going. And we're looking forward to um, a celebration of all, all things good Hofstra Pride this weekend. So if you're listening out there, it's not too late to get back for our alumni. Um, you know, reach out to us. Show up, bring friends, bring family, um, and we're looking forward to a, um, a fun, fun weekend celebrating Hofstra Athletics. Perfectly said. Thanks, Rick. And uh, like I said, stay tuned as we have a great interview with head men's basketball coach Joe Mihalik following this. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Go Pride. Hello, Hofstra fans, and welcome to the Director's Cut. Uh, as mentioned, we are joined today by our head men's basketball coach, Joe Mihalik. Welcome, coach. Thanks for having me, Stephen and, and Rick. It's great to be with you guys. And uh, Rick, uh, being this director's cut, we're going to open it up with you. Uh, you have a question for coach to start us off here today in the director's cut? I do. I'm going to wait for our traditional question because I don't know how many podcasts that uh, coach listened to. So we're going to wait to the end for the fun ones. But um, Coach, higher education and college athletics and coaching specifically is, um, seems to be a family business for you, um, starting with your dad, um, who was a college professor. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, what it was like for you um, growing up a bit on a campus and learn, you know, being a part of the higher education culture from, from the get-go. Um, and then I'll probably, I'm going to follow up with a question about your boys and, and talk about you know, the lunacy they've, they've continued in getting in the family business of coaching. So why don't you talk a little bit what it was like to grow up on a college campus and higher education was kind of in your blood out of the gate. Yeah, and thanks for thinking of my family and mentioning them. It, it was, uh, I, I was lucky to be able to do that. Um, you know, my dad, as you said, was a college professor, but, you know, he was um, like he was the coolest person I ever met in my life. I mean, he was a college professor, has a doctorate in philosophy. Uh, he was in the Marines. He played minor league baseball for the Yankees and... Who, who was his roommate, Coach? And his roommate was Whitey Ford. Uh, he, he would joke that he had to end his career because of a neck injury because he was a pitcher and the other teams would hit the ball so far past him. He turned around so quick he hurt his neck looking at all that. So, But, uh, 
So yeah, but I, and and uh, you know, like I, yeah, he went too soon. He died when he was sixty-one, and I, I can honestly say I think about him every day. Um, he he had an effect on my life, and 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 so you talk about. Literally, I, I saw him as a professor. I saw him as a teacher, obviously a dad. And, and he was a coach, too. He coached, uh, coached Little League. And he was a, I learned a lot from him all over the place. So, so I guess that's where it all started um, for me, to, to have an interest in, in coaching and teaching. Um, and, uh, you know, then you know, my, I, guess, I guess my sons, you know, have fallen into the same trap of being intrigued and interested in. So they're, they're all coaching, but so... So, so some of the things I think the fans don't know, Joe, and maybe it's, um, you know, for those listeners out there, um, not sure how many of you are out there, but for those listeners out there, you know, I often make fun of Coach Mahalik on a personal note because um, he's clearly the fifth coolest person in his family, um, and I've had the opportunity to meet his sons, and I had the unique opportunity for one of his sons uh, working for me at Iona pr- prior to my arrival at Hofstra, and, 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 and his boys, um, he and Mary, have you know, three terrific young men that are, that are, are, are terrific coaches, and, and I hate to use the word young coaches in their own right. Um, why don't you share with everybody a little bit what those guys are doing? And, um, and I mean this. I mean, you, you guys couldn't have you know, three better representatives of, of you and your bride, and um, Clearly, Mary, uh, I've made this very public. Mary is by far my favorite Mahalik. Um, um, she is a, she's an incredible asset and ambassador to Hofstra um, University. But um, talk, to me, talk to us about your boys and what they're doing. Yeah, and th- again, I, I'm going to thank you again for the nice comments. And I agree with you about Mary. She, uh, I, we always kid her. With, we are her purgatory. So she, <laughs> she's, she's going to go straight up. She's dealing with coaches and, and the everyday life and... <laughs> and uh, you know, you hear those horror stories about wives who aren't happy because, you know, they they all of a sudden say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna move to Niagara Falls, and then we're gonna move to Long Island," and uh, you know, and uh, but like she just rolls with it, and and she's she's an she's awesome. She calls it the magic carpet ride. She says, "Well, we're on this magic carpet ride. Let's just keep enjoying it." So uh, it, it's fun that way. Yeah, the boys. Um, you know, Joey's the oldest. He's. 32, going to be 33. He's an assistant coach at the University of Pennsylvania. And, I, I, you know, I feel, feel great for all three of them. They're all in great places. You know, Joey works for Stevie Dunyu, who's a terrific coach and an even better person. So he's in a great, healthy situation. And, and Matt is a head coach for the first time. He's at a prep school in Connecticut, Avon Old Farms, and teaching math and coaching basketball, which is what I did at the math when I first started, taught math and coached the JV team. And, uh, and then Tony, as you said, was at Iona with you, Rick. And uh, now he's at George Mason. And he's a, he's a, track, he's a track coach. At least he got, at least he got Yeah, how, how did he get confused and didn't go down the right path with the basketball? Yeah, he's a smart one. He, he, he's the one that realized that, uh, you, you know what, you don't have to worry about who shoots and who starts. You just got to worry about who can run fast. So, uh, so, but they're all doing great, and I'm proud of all of them. They, uh, you know, they have a passion for what they do. I mean, you know, uh, I... Of course, Joey and, and, and Matt do. We're on the phone all the time talking about basketball and how to, what, what you're going to do at practice and why didn't you call a timeout here and those kinds of things. But I can walk into to a, to the, to a room and Tony's watching a track event, a national track event on, on TV, and he has the same passion. He's saying, well, you know what? I, I, sorry, Tony, who's going to win? Well, Oregon State has a woman who's going to win this event, and she'll, she'll probably break the record, and I'm sure that's what happens. So he's, he's got that passion too. Uh, Joe, did you uh, get a little uh, checkbox when we beat uh, Penn in the scrimmage this year 
and I meant well, we're not allowed to say we beat them. It's it's uh, it's against NCAA rules to talk about results and keep score. So, uh, but we beat them. So it was. Uh, <laughs> no, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, it was that was good. But it was, you know, that was good for both teams. I mean, and I, and and really, all kidding aside, it's you're just trying to get better. And, and Stevie Dunning is trying to do some things with his team. We're trying to do some things with ours. And 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 the score is literally the least important thing. You know, Joe, you talked. Um, um, you talked a little bit, you just mentioned your experience at DeMatha and certainly the basketball world lost one of the greats in Coach Wooten. And, and, you know, when you go back and look at what the man did and his, I think it was five or six national championships and 1,200 plus wins. And I, I think as you mentioned to me once, it was even more impressive than the 1,200 wins were how few losses he had. Um, you know, t talk to us and, uh, a little bit about what it was like um, to work with Coach and your relationship and what made him so special. Yeah, Morgan Wooten, um, he's, you know, John Wooden said he's the best coach of all time. So if John Wooden said that, then that, that's pretty meaningful. You know, it's not like, uh, that's not like the three of us saying, hey, I bet Morgan was the best coach ever. John Wooden said that at any level. He said, you know, NBA, college, high school, Morgan Wooten's the best coach ever. And uh, he, he's a special guy. I mean, he... You know, clearly the basketball speaks for itself, but but it's it's him. He also taught history, and, and I always kind of share this story that I remember back in the days before cell phones, and we were taking messages, you know, answering the phone and writing down numbers, and then handing it to somebody so they could call back. I had to do that for Morgan one day. I was in the office, and he was up teaching his class, and I'll never forget this. I went up there to just give him the message, and he was in the middle of teaching his class, and as I stood outside, I could tell he was in the middle of you know, doing some teaching. And I stood out there for 10 or 15 minutes just listening to him teach because it was fascinating. His, his knowledge of the subject, the way he delivered the topic, you know, the engagement with the students, he's an incredible teacher. And, and I think, I guess right then and there it hit me that it was the way he communicates with people which made him such a great coach. And, and I always think about that. You know, I, I heard some other great coach, his name was Frank Layden, say, you know, if, if, if you can communicate, then you can motivate. And when you motivate people, then you're a great leader. And, you know, Morgan Wooten, Frank Layden, I know I always think about that. I'm, I always think, you know, when things are going wrong, are we communicating well enough? And that's, that's what Morgan Wooten did. He understood people. He, he communicated well with them. He listened as much as he talked. And, uh, you know, being with him was, it was surreal. I mean, looking back on it, I mean, it was, I always say this, it's like, it was like if you want to be a, if you want to be a lawyer, going to Harvard Law School. Um, so, you know, I was lucky to do that. I'm really lucky to be with him. And you had mentioned to me the outpouring of support for the for the wake and the services for him last week were incredible, weren't they? Oh, it was it was you know, you, as you can imagine, it was you know traffic and buses and you know there were you know I went Sunday. They had three different viewings. I went Sunday and stood in line for an hour. And they finally said, "Look, we're just going to break the family up into different groups." And, and then just go see whoever you can see when you can. So um, great tribute to him and the kind of tribute he deserved. And, and uh, you know, it was, it was a virtual who's who. I mean, James Brown from CBS gave the eulogy. You know, I, uh, I saw people that I coached. I was able, lucky enough to coach Derek Wittenberg and Sidney Lowe, and Danny Ferry was there. And, but even better than that, it was, uh, it was that guy that I taught math to that, you know, remembered that, you know, I, I taught him how to balance equations with using the phrase, my dear Aunt Sally, which meant, you know, multiply, divide, add, subtract. And that's all the kid remembered. He said, yo, coach, my dear Aunt Sally. I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, you have me. I didn't remember to get 
But he said, yeah, you taught me. You taught me how to multiply and divide and add and subtract. So, yeah, it was hysterical. Yeah. Uh, another family who suffered a loss recently, you actually have a connection that people may not be aware of, is the uh, Bryan family, Kobe. Uh, you uh, worked with his dad and went to college with his dad at LaSalle, didn't you? So I was, uh, yeah, as a freshman, Joe Bryant, Kobe's dad, was the best player on the team. Uh, so I can say I played with him, but I, could, I more specifically could say I watched him because I was on the bench and he was playing. But, yeah, we were teammates. And then, you know, years later, uh, Joe came back and worked at LaSalle, and that was when Kobe was in high school. So we were recruiting Kobe while Joe was there. Um, and, you know, Kobe had an impact on, on everybody because he was such a great player. And, and, and we all know this, as of late, that Mamba mentality became a, became a thing with him, right? But I can say this, that he, he always had that. He always had that. Maybe he put a name on that Mamba mentality. Uh, you know, at the end, he put a name on it. But when he was a sophomore in high school, he had the Mamba mentality. He was trying to be great then. He really was. He was, he was uh, you know, the greatest compliment. I, I always tell the team about this, too. I remember one of his teammates saying, you know, my greatest compliment for Kobe is I never saw him in the locker room because when I got to practice, he was already out there. And when I left, he was still out there. And I tell, I tell our teams that every year I use that, I, I use that example. Um, you know, he, he, he affected us all. He was, he was, he was, there's a reason he was great because he really wanted to be great. You, you, so you had Lionel Simmons at one point there. You almost had Kobe, I guess. How, how close were you to getting Kobe uh, to play there? Well, we thought we were close, you know, we, we, uh, you know not just because, uh, you know, his dad was, was one of our assistants, but because, uh, you know, his mom was also, uh, it, you know, a Philadelphia person, too. But, um, and, and I, you know, looking back, I, I, listen, I'm not afraid to be honest about this. I, I, I thought he was making a mistake. You know, I didn't think he should have gone right to the NBA, and that shows how, 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 what, what an idiot I am, uh, because he clearly was ready. But, um, so looking back, he made the right decision, you know, so... Uh, but it, it you know, would have changed things a lot if he would have come to LaSalle, that's for sure. Joe, before we get into the big game on Saturday, um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about um, the CAA this year and, and, and just from top to bottom how, you know, there doesn't seem to be very many days off, if any, and, and the competitiveness of, of the matchups week in, week out, night in, night out. Um, you know, so much, you know, for the you know, top six or seven teams is two games now. I mean, I haven't looked at it before we got on the phone today um, on the podcast today, but tell us, tell us what your thoughts, you know, globally about the CAA this year and, and what, what we are all up against um, in this league. Yeah. I mean, the parody is incredible. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rarely right. So I like to brag when I am. And, and I said before the season, when it's all over, there's going to be a lot of ties. I think you better have that. I told the, I said that to the commissioner's office, Bill Potter, the other day, you better have that, that, that tiebreaker policy handy because there's going to be ties for first or second, and there's going to be three-way ties, and there's going to be, you know, because there's so much parity. Everybody's good. There's nobody, nobody that's bad. And, um, you know, it's fun that way, but it's also you just, you just never have a night off. I mean, you never, you never can just show up. And, and if you do, you're going to lose. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to who. I mean, it just doesn't matter. I mean, there's so many examples of it. I don't want to mention any names because it'll be bulletin board material for some teams. But, but um, you know, you got to be ready to go. And, and uh I, you know, I, you know, you guys have heard me say this. It's, it's the best league in the country. Nobody knows about it. And we're working hard. It's getting better, but we gotta, you know, keep working to get it out there because it's such a, it's such a great league. Um, the CA, the Colonial is such a great league, and we just gotta, we just gotta get it out there. The most incredible thing I noticed is that over a two-year span, last year and this year, at minimum, this league is going to produce five players that are probably going to get minimum get drafted to the in in the NBA draft. 
I mean, it's just remarkable. I don't mind taking a shot at some of the big conferences. Last year, the Big East had one player get drafted. We had two. And the, uh, the American Conference, which is Wichita State and, 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 and UConn and, and schools like that, zero. So, you know, Atlantic 10, zero. I mean, they're great conferences. I mean, that's not a knock on the conference. It's more a, it's more a great comment on, on, on our conference. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Two last year. I think we'll get two this year for sure. You know, our league and certainly our travel partner with Northeastern, you know, it's, um, it's a unique time. Usually you're scheduling two games this week. Now we got into one, so it, it always gives you the front end and the back end of the, of the bye weekend. And, but, you know, it's always a battle with Northeastern. And obviously it's, um, you know, it's a, um, a repeat of the conference championship game last year. The games last year were incredibly interesting. You know, we had uh, – that, that amazing shot that Justin made at the end at home um, last year, and it was a competitive game up there this year. So what can we expect uh, on Saturday, Coach, and, and why should the listeners get to the game and bring some friends and get there early? Yeah, it should be. I, I, hope, I hope everybody can appreciate that. It would be great to have all the people that, 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 that always come, bring a couple of friends and, and the people that are looking for something to do on, on Saturday. It's you know, I, I think we all feel the same way. It's a great venue, just a beautiful building, great setup. Um, you know, I, I personally love the 4 o'clock start. I feel like for all the people that are listening, you still have your whole day. Go to your soccer games in the morning or your bitty league games in the morning. Go out to breakfast, do your shopping if you have to shop. Get, your, get a cut in color if you have to get to the beauty, beauty salon and do that. And you can still go out to dinner at night. I mean, it's a great time slot. It's a great time slot. Come to the game, and like I said, you still got your night. You got all day, and you got all night. Uh, and it should be a fun game. I mean, I, you know, we all hope it's not a fun game, except, except for one team. But it, it, it won't be. It'll be a battle. It'll probably come down to the last possession and who has the ball last, and, and, and anything can happen. Um, be great basketball. And, you know, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's, I, I feel bad talking about this, but we're getting near the end. You know, the days of not having the zero buoy around, or I think about that a lot in Elijah Pemberton. Those two guys are special guys, and the Jure's having so – they're both, they're both going down. Steve and I, you and I have talked about this. They're both all-time greats. Elijah Pemberton's going to graduate. He won't catch Speedy, will he? He will not. Speedy will not let him catch Speedy. He's going to uh, – He'll bench him. bench him. We'll bench him. But, but so he's going to end up like ninth, right? Ninth all-time leading scorer. I mean, he's going to be good out as one of our all-time greats. And de jour is you're, you're currently taking over one of the future subjects, but we can go on here. Okay, well, that's good. Um, because I should probably go back and watch some more Northeastern tape. But, um, and de jour Bowie, I mean, it's, it's just had an, he's, listen, it's, we got a long way to go, seven games. But after 11 games, you talk about player of the year, he gets talked about. You know, everybody's going to talk about Riller. Everybody's going to talk about Knight. We knew that going in. But I think he gets talked about. He's, he's having that kind of a year. So, so the days of seeing those two guys, I mean, if you can't make it later on, try to get out here Saturday. It'll be fun. You get to see DeJora Billy and Elijah Pemberton. And, you know, we always tell our team, no regrets. And I hope for somebody to not to say, wait, I wish I would have gone to a couple of Hofstra games. I could have seen some good players and some good teams. Uh, you can't talk enough about what DeJore Bowie is doing this year for your team. Obviously, there's a lot of positives and so many players playing well. But it's really a remarkable season what he's been doing. And his career is remarkable. He's three classes away from a master's degree. He's a 3.9 GPA in grad school, 3.3 in undergrad. Like, what, what makes him so special? And what have you seen in his development this year that has allowed him to take this next step, which maybe a lot of people didn't see, think he had in him? Yeah, it was probably happening all through, for five years, you know, that, that this development. He's, 
He's somebody that believes in himself. He's a high, high character person. He's just a, he's just a great, great kid. And he, you know, he, uh, on every level. I mean, he's a great son. You know, he, uh, <clears throat> is a great teammate. He, he owns a locker room. You know, I always, you know, he's liked and respected, which is a great, some people are liked and, and some people are respected or some people are respected. He's both, um, you know, and, and he, um, He's just a human success story. I mean, I know there's a lot of great success stories that come out of all of collegiate athletes and Hofstra collegiate athletes, but he's got to be right at the top of the list. And speaking of success stories and really your senior class, you did something really special recently in the last two weeks. Uh, you presented uh, Connor Klementovich with Rick's help uh, with a scholarship, and it was a real emotional scene. And speaking of somebody who's really well-liked by his teammates, and I'll let you say the quote you've used to explain Connor uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Connor? And if you could use the quote you, you've mentioned to me about what your thoughts on him as your program, one of your walk-ons. Yeah, I've used a bunch of them. I mean, the best walk-on ever in all my That's it. 41 years. You know, and I've used this expression too. It might sound like a cliche, but know your role, accept your role, perfect your role. DeJour has a noticeable role. Elijah Pemberton has a noticeable role. Nobody notices a lot of Connor's role, but we do. I mean, he would do anything for this team, and he has done anything for this team. He'll, he'll rebound. If, if we say to him, hey, hey Connor, just, just keep getting rebounds for the, so the other guys can shoot, hey, no problem, coach. Just set, just set screens in practice. We, okay, I'll do it. You know, uh, you name it, he'll do it. And uh, he's just a special guy, and, and it was fun to do that. You know, uh, when I came to Rick a couple months ago, it was, the, the thing I felt so good about was that everybody felt the same way. You know, right, from, right on, from, from top on down, Rick and – and all you guys on down, it was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's give him the scholarship. And, and we didn't give it to him. He earned it. He absolutely earned it. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, there's absolutely no sense of entitlement whatsoever. He's so appreciative. And uh, it ended up being even better than we thought it was going to be. It was, it was pretty cool. Rick, just if you could touch on, you, you were involved in that moment, and it was, real, it was a real special moment for the program and for the athletic department. Can you just talk on uh, what, what it means to be part of a, something like that? I think we're reminded why we're here. You know, I think as a coach and an AD or, you know, we get really lost working really hard on things and, and we're reminded that it's, it's about our student athletes first and foremost. And, and, you know, coach, this has been a, this is not a, just a spur of the moment thing. You know, coach had this plan for a, a while and, um, you know, of course we support it. Not only is it just coach's decision, but it, it allows us to show our greatness and, um, I will share, you know, I have lunch once a year, uh, semester with our captains, and I, and I had lunch with the captains, Eli and, and DeJour, and they got on the topic, which was right before, you know, Coach, we were going to do this, right? And they got on the topic about um, Connor and his voice and his, you know, he's got a voice of leadership in the, in the, in the locker room. And as a walk-on, that, you know, it doesn't always happen either. Um, but DeJour was very articulate you want to talk about a young man who's articulate and knows leadership, you know, that young man knows it. I mean, he's not this boisterous person. He does his work. But DeJour looked me right in the eyes and said, Connor has a voice. He's got a voice equal to ours. And, you know, he's, he is, you know, he's not a walk-on. He's one of us. And those guys didn't even know what was going on, Coach. So it was really one of those special moments, you know. Um, he was, um, you know, this business is crazy. And, um, you know, with, with Coach, you know, you, Coaches get too much credit and too much blame so often in our business. And, you know, we go so high and so low so quickly. 
you know, you look at the, 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 the course of a work and course of the years and you look at the Connors and you look at the DeJours and you look at the Elis and you look at the Justins, but we get to see what happens here. You know, you can always go over and usually see the light on across the gym whenever I'll come in on a Sunday, the light's on across the gym in, in the basketball suite. You know, Joe, most people, you know, I, again, you know, if this wasn't a podcast, we have a lot of fun uh, making fun of, you know, each other. And, oh, here we go. And ourselves. Um, actually, I'm not going to go there yet. Oh, I, got, no. I got one more question. Um, yeah, well, we yeah, like, yeah. That's the fun part it's about the, It's the Rick part. He goes into this. <clears throat> um, you know, everybody thinks coaching is, you know, you roll out the balls, you blow the whistle, you know. Um, you know, but most people don't see. They see you in your press conference. They see you on the sidelines. You know, they don't see the Sundays, the Sunday nights, the off days, the travel. You, you end a game down in William & Mary, you get a car, you shoot over to some, you know, three or four hours in the car. You spend, a, you know, you do a little recruiting, you get in a car, you go back, you go this, you go there. Um, you know, it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to watch, it, it, you know, and we'll never do it justice in a podcast. But I am here to say, you know, when I witness the work seven days a week, 365s, the sacrifices you have to make for family, the, what you're doing when no one's looking, um, and as much as we like to have fun with each other, and I could probably go on and on about the things I could, you know, poke fun at yet, you know, work ethic is clearly not one of them. Um, the sustained work ethic you've had in your career is, is beyond impressive. So what's the driver? Why, after all this time... You know, you, you have your career at DeMatha, and then you go back home, and then you go up to Niagara for a long time. And, and really, you won two championships, Joe, is my memory correct, at Niagara, which, with all due respect, is a tough place to bring championships home in a very competitive, again, balanced league, right, but very hard. You did it, and then you come here, and you build it up again, but... You know, you're, you, you know, the day after, you're back at it. You know, Sunday, there are no days off. So, so what, is it that dri- what is it that drives Joe Mahalik to have that insane work ethic? Um, usually, you know, with all due respect to some of your peers, not everybody shares that in the head coaches. They should, and many do, but not everybody does. Well, you know, it's a great question. It's hard to give a short answer, but I'll try. Um, you know, when we recruit players... You know, I, I, when the guys will come and say, Mike Farrell, you're a speedy collection, or Colin Crow, come and tell me about a player. And I'll say, I got three questions. And it's not how tall is he? It's not how fast is he? It's not, my three questions are, does he love the game? Does he love the game? Um, the second question is, does he hate to lose? Does he want to win? And the third question is, does he work hard? And so if we're going to ask those questions of the players, or recruits, you know, that's who we need to be. And, and, and I, I, guess, I guess I, and I'm not, certainly not, you know, I don't know what words you want to use. It's, you, know, you don't like talking about yourself, but, but I think that describes, I mean, I, I, I just, I love what I do. I'm just, I pinch myself every day. I'm, I always say I live in a dream because I am. I get to do something I love with people, with wonderful people who share the same passion for what they do. Um, so so the, the passion is there. I mean, I just love it. I always did. Um, and with that passion comes the gratification because you get to be with people that are doing the same thing as you. Um, you know, you want to be great. You don't. You can call it. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to measure it, wins and losses, success and failure, you know, but, you know, there's nothing better than winning. 
And just, we always say, win the day. I mean, just like last night when I went to bed, I felt like we had a good day. I felt good. I felt like it was a good day. We had a good practice. We had good meetings with our players. We'd watch some video. The video was good, you know. Um, so, you know, there's that winning. There's that succeeding. There's that accomplishing part of it. And then, then you know, the work ethic. You mentioned that. And I, listen, I, I am that way. So are you, Rick. So are you, Stephen. I mean, we, we, but, you know, that's how you, if you want to be good, that's what you do. You work hard. But I think the three of us would all share the same feeling. It doesn't seem like work because we love it. It just doesn't seem like work. You know, you, you, all day long, I mean, you, you mentioned just, you know, that wasn't hard what I did, but some people would think it is. I mean, we played William & Mary. I drove three and a half hours to Danville, Connecticut, or can I always say Connecticut? Danville, Virginia. I was like, that was a quick drive. <laughs> Danville, Virginia, which is one of those places, uh, you know, I spent a week there one night. It's, it's that kind of place. And then uh, spent the day watching games, came, flew back that night. Some people would be like, wow. And I'd be like, no, what do you mean? It was, it was nothing. You know, it was great. So, um, you know, I guess, I guess that's the way it is. So, you know, um, I guess that's what drives me, you know, all those things. It's, it's the passion for the game. It's the, it's the love of accomplishment and sharing that accomplishment with other people. And, um, you know, working hard is just something I've always done and like to do. Well, Joe, now we're going to make you really work hard. we got some fun questions to end up the podcast. <laughs> So these are these are quick hitters. Say so the first thing that comes to mind, um, Rick. The uh, stage is yours here. I might throw in a couple of my own. If you were Sam, if you were a meal, what would you be? If I was a meal, what would I be? So it's fresh on my mind uh, because of Morgan Wooten's uh, viewing and funeral. But uh, my favorite pizza is Lido's Pizza down in Maryland. So I'd, I'd want to be a Lido's Pizza. Uh, favorite sports team. Currently, aside from Hofstra men's basketball. Buffalo Bills. I knew the answer. I was making sure all the listeners know. It's not, it's not even close. Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. It's been a couple good years for them, though, huh? We're back. We're back in the picture. We're getting talked about again. We're getting to notice I say we. Yeah. Uh, favorite um, place to vacation. If you could take a vacation for a week, Joe, not three days, a week, where would it, where would it be and who would you bring? Well, it would be anywhere with my family. That's all. I mean, and the, I mean, probably the beach, any beach. You know, it's just fun at the beach. But, you know, it would be, it would, as, long as, it, as long as I'm with my family, it could be in, you know, it could be, uh, it could be in Danville, Virginia, as long as I'm with my family. What's the best part about being a grandfather? Oh, man, that's, it's hard to give a quick answer there. It's just, you know, the, the joke always is, you know, glad to see you come, glad to see you go, because you get them. When they start crying, you can hand them back to mom or dad. But, uh, yeah, just... Uh, just, you know, it's, it's just being with them. It's just, that's, that's the greatest part about being a grandfather. Uh, I, I've learned this over the last couple of years on our trips to William & Mary. You have a fondness for peanuts. What, what, what's the fondness with peanuts? Um, I probably like anything that's not good for you. So they're probably, peanuts are probably, although they aren't the worst thing. They aren't the worst choice you can make. Um, so yeah. There's some protein in there. Yeah, there's a little protein in there. They're not what too bad. What kind of peanuts? Whitley's. Whitley's down there. I, I'm a, I knew this answer. Yeah, Whitley's, Whitley's Peanuts. There, there's a guy named Tom Lynch who lives down there and has become a big Hofstra fan. He was formerly, he's been there 50 years, but he, he's, he's, I met him through Fran Dunphy, the, who coached at Temple. They're, they're neighborhood, childhood friends. So I met Tom Lynch, and Tom Lynch one year got me some Whitley's Peanuts, and so it's one year I got them all for Christmas and gave out a bunch of cans of Whitley's Peanuts. Uh, my last question, do you have a favorite victory that you've had at Hofstra so far that sticks in your mind, whether it was part from year one to year whatever? Mm. Wow. There, there, there's, 
you know, I guess I, I think more about the losses than the wins. <laughs> it's hard to let them go. Um, but I don't know if there's one that jumps out. You know, maybe, maybe Stephen, in 2016, you know, before Rick got here, when we beat Charleston here to clinch first place. It was, a, it was the best crowd we had to date. And uh, it was a great crowd, and we beat Charleston here and clinched first place for the first time. We did it again last year, but we clinched the league championship for the first time. I think it's the first time Hofstra did that too, right? So we did it here, so that, that win sticks out. Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming in. Um, Steve and I have a lot of fun with this. Um, you know, it is uh, – we get, we get to know you a little bit differently sometimes than, than the fans do that just, you know, get to see you on TV, see you on the sidelines, see you in the press conference. So um, – you know, continue to make a difference in these young men's lives. And, um, you know, we wish you lots of luck. And um, we won't give you too much credit and too much blame on Saturday night. But we certainly um, appreciate you spending time with us and, and sharing with um, the Hofstra Pride family um, a little bit more about you. And um, know that we continue to value all you and, and your team does. Well, I appreciate that. And it's, it's, it was fun to – if you had told me I was going to do this, I'd have, I'd have probably you know, made up a recruiting trip so I wouldn't have had to do it. So you tricked me into getting here. But – you guys made it fun, and, and you two work so hard, and you guys have all the things I talk about. You guys, you don't just inspire the coaches with how hard you guys work, but, but the student athletes and the people around you. And uh, when, when everybody's, you know, pulling that oar and, and getting that boat in the same direction, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Now you sound like Jimmy Waits, who was a previous guest on the podcast. Jimmy Waits. There's no E. Jimmy, Jimmy Prendergast, our strength coach. I, I say this, and I, if, if it's a chance to say it publicly, I'm going to do it. But, you know, there's two people that I always say that. I tell recruits this. I don't care if it's Kentucky basketball or Alabama football. Their strength coach is not better than Jimmy Prendergast, and their academic advisor is not better than Rachel Peel. They might be pretty darn good, uh, but, but Rachel Peel, uh, helping our kids with all the academics, and, and Jimmy, Jimmy, we like, love to call him Jimmy Waits, but Jimmy Prendergast, what they do in the weight strength with the strength coach, un unequal. Well, on that note, Coach, we thank you for your time. Uh, we wish you good luck on Saturday against Northeastern. Again, Saturday, 4 p.m. at the Max Sports Complex. Hofstra versus Northeastern. Get your tickets at HofstraTickets.com or call the uh, Hofstra Ticket Office at 516-HOFTIXX. Coach, thank you. Rick, thank you. And we'll talk to you again uh, soon here on the Director's Cut with Hofstra Vice President and Director of Athletics, Rick Cole, Jr. And thank you again for joining us on the Director's Cut with Hofstra Vice President and Director of Athletics, Rick Cole, Jr. Once again, for all your information about Hofstra Athletics, please visit GoHofstra.com. And to purchase tickets, visit HofstraTickets.com. Thanks, as always, for listening, and Go Pride!